Welcome to Living the Next Chapter. It's Dave. Glad to have you here. I have a guest with me who wrote a book for first-time dads called... Ready? First-time dad. Oh, come on. Right? There you go. It's right in the title. So if you know somebody who is going to be having a new life added to their home, this is the perfect book for, for you to share. Or for you, if it's you. If it's you, congratulations. Uh, first-time dad is the book title... James has a podcast as well, and it is called Dad Mind Matters. Dad Mind Matters, Parenting, Marriage, and Mental Health for Men. Great podcast, by the way. Short little episodes. And if you want somebody with mad ukulele skills, yeah, yeah, James has got you covered. So go check out his podcast. Link in the show notes. Be sure to click over there. Support James in the beautiful UK. He's here to talk about his book, though. First time dad here on Living the Next Chapter. Happy to have you here. Again, great episode to share with any dads out there. Whether you are a new dad to be, you are like me and your kids are all gone, uh, this is still a great episode for all dads to talk about how we can be great first time dads. Here you go on Living the Next Chapter. Here's a little taste of his podcast and then we're going to jump right in. Here we go. Hi there, my name is James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Okay, everyone, welcome to the podcast. Nice to have everyone here. My guest is joining me from the beautiful UK, and uh, James is here, James McDonald. So excited to have James on the podcast. We'll be talking about his ebook. Um, he and his book's called First Time Dad, and um, so happy to have. James here on the podcast. Welcome to Living the Next Chapter. James, nice to see you. Yeah, likewise, David. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. I'm really excited. And yeah, we're um, coming. We're in Brighton on the e on the east coast, on the south coast of the UK. So literally, if yes. you're in London and went straight down about 50 miles, you'd, you'd hit Brighton. And that's where we are. And we talked earlier. You have an interesting um, thing that you do. Uh, your day job, I guess you'd say, and you help people um, there in your community. Can you share a little bit about what you do? Yeah, of course. I work um, for the council and, and work in the Brighton Seafront office. So we are the lifeguard service all year round. So in the lifeguard service uh, season, which is from May through to September, we manage a team of about 20 lifeguards. But then all year round, out of season, we are the lifeguards. So we're all qualified beach lifeguards. Um, which is a qualification we have to renew every year. We have to do a 400 meter swim test in seven and a half minutes. Um, and we do, we, you know, I have had to, I have had to go in the sea at all times of the year and pull people out of the sea. And sadly I've had to do sort of CPR and, you know, use a defibrillator. And, um, we have quad bikes that we have to sort of go up and down and patrol the beaches. And it's an interesting job. It can be, um, very fulfilling it can be very emotional um but it's an interesting job and i think it's one of the reasons i kind of one of the main um drivers between setting up a podcast to support uh, men and sort of specifically men like myself who have struggled with their mental health a lot of the incidents we are called to support are mental health related or sort of suicide unfortunately but yeah no it's a great job um and you know i get to i get to I've got a good, pretty amazing view from the office I've got the sea and I get to go in the sea on my lunch break. And yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. That's great for you yeah, for somebody like myself, who's kind of in somewhat far away from the ocean where I am. Um, 
I would love to do that. I had a chance to go to Nova Scotia here in Canada, and I was out there for a week. And um, in the evenings, I had the I had a rental car, and I had I was by myself. So I tell people in the office, I'm going to go to the ocean, and they're like, "Awesome, go to the ocean." I'm like, "Yeah, I've never been there. I've never seen the ocean before." They're like, "I live here. I see it every day." You kind of forget how gorgeous and how amazing that is, right? Well, that's the thing. I think you take it for granted. I mean, I bike um, along what's called the Undercliff, which is a sort of a a walkway. Um, it's about six miles from where I live to where I work. Um, and yeah, I, I cycle past the sea every day, and I, you do take it for granted when it's on your doorstep, yeah. definitely. And I, now I live near Niagara Falls. Excuse me. And uh, in Niagara Falls is a natural wonder. And people travel the world to see Niagara Falls. And I'm like, yeah, it's just over there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. You got to stop and realize the amazing beauty that's around you. Because that's it's a big, important thing, I think. Yeah, I agree. Good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your book. Can you take me back to the beginning of the idea to write uh, First Time Dad? Yeah, I um the book is a 42-week guide about preg basically the 42-week guides of pregnancy and it's very much from a point of view of I give a, an account of what's happening week by week for your child so as its development you know development developing what, what sort of growth stage it's at but also what's happening not only for your partner her body but also potentially your relationship sort of the pressures you know what may be going on what what barriers may uh happen at, you know from week 1 to week 42 because i think certainly when i became a dad in 2012 we've got three children i don't i was surprised and a bit disappointed that di- there seemed to be not a lot out there for men to kind of prepare you for you know the, the biggest life changing thing you will ever go through of becoming a parent um and I kind of wanted to to write a my sort of recollections of it. I've struggled with my mental health for years with sort of depression um, and an OCD, and I found that I think just the, the the stress and potentially fatigue of going through pregnancy and trying to support my partner and trying to help her, and I think just also coming to the the idea myself that I'm about to become a parent. You know, my life is going to change beyond all recognition, and I I don't know what that's going to be. That that can can trigger your mental health. Um, I hope the book's entertaining. I hope there's there's elements of pathos in there. I hope there's elements of humor because there's a lot of humor in 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 parenting and relationships and just what happens. I think there's a lot of funny things that go on. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's on Amazon now. It's it's in paperback, but it's also you can also buy it on Kindle. Um, I've, I think I've I think I've sold twenty two copies so far. Um, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If it helps to pay the mortgage, that's fantastic. But what I'm really excited about is I really hope it helps some dads, maybe some dads who struggle with their mental health and are just a bit overwhelmed by, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. But that's become a dad and, you know, it's putting a lot of pressure on me or my partner or our relationship. So hopefully there's something in there that someone might, that might help someone. Nice. Nice. Um, that's the nice thing too, is when you, when you, you go looking for a resource and you don't find it, then it's like, well, maybe I'm the person to to write that. I'm the person to make it. Yeah, I think I think well, it's that it, it, it you know you um, be the change. I think it's, it's Gandhi that said, "Be the change you want to see in the world." Um, yeah. I might, might have been Winston church. I think I'm mixing my quotes, but I think <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's the thing. If there's something that you 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 have an idea or you have a, um, a perspective you think might help someone. 
specifically at the moment where life is very difficult for lots of reasons, people around the world. I mean, economically, life is very stressful. If you've managed to, to find a way out of an adverse situation, either a relationship or financial, or I don't know. I think I'm a firm believer that everyone has a book in them. I really believe that everyone has a story or a perspective or a way of looking at something that would that could help someone else. Um, I love that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I believe everyone does have a story in them. The big thing is, though, I think is people maybe get stuck in the early days of writing their story that, A, who who am I to write this book? Or B, um, I don't know how. So was there anybody there helping you at the beginning for writing your book? Um, no, I, but, I, but, but what, you, what you've just said does resonate. I think, every, I think everyone has an imposter syndrome when they start something. I just think that's natural, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube channel or a new job. Um, I think everyone, I think most, to be honest with you, I think if you don't have an imposter syndrome, that's dangerous. I think if you don't have self-doubt and therefore you know i think you need self-doubt can give you that drive and that motivation to think you know i i've really got to to try this but i think it's i don't think i think it's i think it's i'd rather have an element of self uh imposter syndrome than delusion i think if you're writing something oh, i'm amazing this is brilliant uh, then i think you're going to struggle whereas i think if you're a bit more um realistic and maybe think well i'm going to write something but you know, it might not be my first draft, not might not be brilliant, and you're quite humble about it, and you're prepared to show people and prepared for feedback. Then you're more likely to to actually write something that's successful because because ultimately, and this might sound harsh, if you're trying to write a book that you would like to sell on Amazon, you I think the one thing you've got to remember is actually no one cares specifically about you yet. Um, or your story personally, what they're wanting is, what, okay, why am I going to buy this book? What will this book you? And I think a good book takes someone from A to B, um, teaches them something, but does it in an entertaining way. So it's not like you were at school and you're writing book, you're reading books and like, oh, this, is, this feels like school. A good book, you should come out feeling like you've been on the journey with the author and you've learned something really important that that they learned through the, through the story. And I think... Certainly, becoming a, a parent helped to, helped me to trust my own ability a bit. Which I think, if you've someone, someone, anyone out there who, who struggles with mental health, who or who has OCD or intrusive thoughts, trusting yourself is a very big problem. Um, whether it's checking doors or just doubting yourself or having intrusive thoughts. So for me, doubting my own ability is quite a, a strong theme in my life naturally. Um, and I think just the idea of you know, who am I to write a book, you know, and you kind of worry about things. And, and actually, I think it's good to do these things to challenge yourself and and give it a go. Worst case scenario, it ends up not being the success you think it is, or even worse, it becomes a bit of a nightmare. And it becomes an amusing story you tell to your friends in the in the pub or over you know, a dinner party. But you learn so much by by challenging yourself and, and doing things a bit out of the ordinary. Um, but I think there is, I think anyone can write a book. It's like anything. Anyone can write a book. Anyone can write, anyone can start a podcast. Anyone can set up a YouTube channel. Right. You just have to start. I mean, that's the hardest thing. And you kind of, and my advice to anyone who's starting would be just start, but maybe don't tell anyone. Because I think like, a, like when you plant, you know, you're planting a very precious seed. If you tell, if you get too many opinions, maybe from people who don't know why you're doing it or enough about it, enough you know 
opinions of people who may be intimidated by your drive and want to do something differently might kill the idea. I would, my advice would be do something kind of under the radar and actually to the point where it's, you're enjoying it so much or it's so, it's kind of, it's starting to get its own momentum. Um, and that, that's not, you know, that could be anything that can be, cause it's hard when you're trying to do things creatively on your own, like podcasting or, you know, cause it's, it's not, not everyone can do it. Everyone's got an opinion on it, but not everyone can do it. Um, and ultimately, all I did was get up, you know, early when the kids were family were asleep and I wrote for 20 minutes every day for about three or four months, which some days I did longer than 20 minutes. Some days I did less. You know, mm. you have to be versatile. But I tried. I just stuck to it. And after a couple of weeks, it started to become interesting enough for me to to want to get up and do it. It didn't feel like school. I was telling a story and reliving the story of first time you know becoming a parent for the first time you kind of need to get to that point um i think anyway it just helps and so you not only have the book but you have your podcast and what i love on your podcast is you have a link to your book which is kind of nice um for your listeners they can actually access the book that's very kind of you um talk about your podcast and the connection between the your podcast and your book uh, yeah, so my podcast is uh, called Dad Mind Matters, and it's it's trying to help men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. So there's a there's a I think I think family life is hard. I think becoming a husband or a, or a, or a father is incredibly hard. You only ever get fifty percent of the votes, so you can work incredibly hard, and things can still go wrong and can be a challenge. So I kind of and a little bit like when I when I first became a parent. There didn't seem to be much in the way of for dads to know. Yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think there's much for men. You know, if you search, if you search sort of podcasts for men, there's not an awful lot out there. Um, I mean, there are some great ones, you know, like yours and what you're doing, and but there's not anything like the amount that I, I think of support there is for women. Um, right. And granted, women are going through the, the physical changes; they are growing a child. So yes, they are doing the lion's share of the work, but the, the change for a man becoming a pet, you know, you become something, the minute that child is out, you become something very different and that could be really difficult to get your head around. So Dad Mind Matters is a podcast I post twice a week and on all, on all sorts of topics to do with parenting, marriage and mental health. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I happily will send anyone who wants a digital copy of the book. All I would ask is that they give me a review of it on Amazon once they've had a look at it. Um, but it's, I'd, I, it, and I'm sure you, you, this resonates with you, and maybe it does. The, the interesting thing actually with anything like podcasting is actually when you get the feedback and, and someone, you've managed to really yeah. connect with someone on the other side of the world who you're probably never going to meet, but you've, you've created something that has resonated with them and maybe, maybe helped them. That's such an amazing thing to be able to do. And once that happens, um, and it will inevitably, I think, if you start podcasting or writing or producing any content, yes, you might get some negative comments, but you will you will get people say, I really enjoyed that, or that really made me laugh, or that really made me think of it from a different perspective. And I think that's a really positive thing that we need more of um, in the world. Yeah, I'm just scro scrolling through your podcast, and I love the, the titles of your episodes. So many great things about, you know, just your relationship with your son, your daughter how to support your partner. Like there's so many great topics that you have here. 
where are you pulling your ideas for your podcast from? Um, in, inspiration of maybe good TED talks I've I've written. A lot of it is it's a combination of, exp- of really, I don't know, mistakes I've made as a parent. You know, things that have gone well, usually through trial, <laughs> usually through error. Um, but anything that's worked or I, th- I remember has worked, I try and think, that, do you know what, that I could break that down into a five or ten, you know, ten things you need to, rem- to, to take to the park when you take your child to the park or um, ten ways to encourage, you know, to strengthen your relationship with your son or your daughter or your mother-in-law or your, you know, ways to sort of keep your marriage exciting and the, the passion because it's hard and I don't think, these things aren't, they are on the internet. They are there. Um, but I just think that there could be more of them. There could be more people that say, God, I feel really stuck. You know, I don't, I think it's difficult for a man sometimes. I think the role, our role is a lot blur, more blurred than maybe our parent, our father's role were. You know, my dad went out to work and he used to, he used to joke with my mum that I think he, he changed one of the three of uh, me, my brother and sister's nappies. Um, our role, right. my role isn't like that. I, it's more 50, yeah. 50, my work, my wife works full time. I work full time, but we both do an equal share of the housework and the childcare. And actually I, right. I love that, but I don't think yeah. you're as prepared because I don't think a man will naturally have the same physical link with potentially with your child because the mother child bond in, you know, in the, is, is naturally I potentially going to be much stronger. Um, yeah. So let's talk to the dad that's going to be a new dad maybe coming up this week, James. What do we say to them? In, in, because I feel the same way you did. Just a lack of preparation and a lack of resources out there for us as new dads. What would you say to them as they prepare to make that transition from being, maybe they were a single guy just doing life on their own with no responsibilities except for themselves. Then you go into a relationship and you have that kind of commitment when you're supporting another person as your partner and spouse, but now there's a new life coming into your, your world and you're all, you're going to be a father for the rest of your life at that moment. How do we prepare for that? Um, I think the one thing that trumps and it's a, it's, it's said so often that it's, it's a bit of a, of a cliched soundbite, but I think the one thing that you can't ever, a resource you can't have enough of is kindness. And that is as much about being kind to yourself as it is other. You're the, there's no what there's a everyone's going to do parenting differently and to an extent every child is unique so every child will de- will need a different type of support parenting support you will make a load of mistakes but it's really important that you don't beat yourself up about it and instead of thinking i'm not doing well at this every time something goes wrong or you know just say okay i've just found a way i, I i've just found a way not to do it again um and just just try and find there's there is a lot of humor in parenting there's a lot of and i think if you can keep your sense of humor and and be really kind to your partner and and just remember that your whatever you're doing is your best even if to other people it might not look that good or might not look as as good it's your best everyone's doing their best certainly when it comes to i think it certainly comes to your children naturally you you can't help but do your best um you know you can be terrible in other areas of your life but the one thing i think that when it comes to you know children you just love these children that you create they can absolutely infuriate you and 
be push your <laughs> buttons and be you know more frustrating change than anything else you'll ever do in your life but you also will do anything for them you know you'll lie down the road for them you'll do you know obviously not not literally but you know what i mean you you, you do anything yeah. for your children which is a very liberating feeling um because i don't until i had till i became a, a, a father a parent i didn't I, did, I don't think I really understood the concept of unconditional love. I think that's when you actually believe, oh, my good, I, I, I adore this little person in my life. Uh, and I just want to, and I think that's becoming a dad's given me a lot of drive. And I think maybe a lot of uh, courage that I didn't have to do things like set up a podcast and write a book. Because you just, you'll always be much braver for your children than you are for yourself, I think. Um, and often, sometimes, whenever I felt nervous about trying anything new, I kind of think, "Well, hang on, hang on. You need to do do this for them. They need you. You need to do this because you're you're creating a roadmap. You need this needs to be an example of when they're challenging in life and they're thinking, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. You think, well, actually, I remember Dad, you know, writing ten awful books, and then number eleven wasn't bad. Number twelve was all right. You know, I think you need to show that resilience." And instead of and and just kind of say, look, I'm enjoying it. It's it's fun. It's fun learning because I think there's a danger that when you finish school or you get into your thirties or forties, you think I'm done with learning. I'm, and I I don't right. think you are. Yeah. I think you learn. I mean, I'm sure you can relate. What you learn when you set up a podcast, just just you know the editing and just the physical understanding of the components of it's interesting. And it's like a once you start, it's like this is amazing, and you you know you get yeah. some feedback on it um so yeah my, sorry i can be incredibly long-winded answer no i like it my answer one would, thing that go on yeah, go ahead. Okay, no, no i'm just gonna say my advice to anyone about to become a parent is just be kind to yourself don't don't i wouldn't don't take too much interest in what other people are doing it's not relevant um certainly on social media is everyone's hiding behind you know the people who who look like they've got the perfect family it's probably very, very um, cherry-picked and filtered. Um, real life is hard, but it's, it's wonderful. And just just throw yourself into it and just keep your sense of humor and just be really kind to yourself and to your partner, and you'll be fine. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. I think somebody told me when my first uh, my firstborn was, was born that in that moment, you will, f- you will realize that Forever, your heart will beat outside of you, in your child. Yeah, it's kind of like a piece of you has now left you. Yeah, that's and nice. It exists now in the world. And so for me, I'm an empty nester with my wife. So my three kids are gone on and doing their thing. So my heart is beating somewhere today. I don't know what they're up to or where they're at. Or did they have lunch? Did are they are they working? Are they healthy? I haven't talked to them today yet. So my heart is beating outside of me somewhere today doing something and that's a weird feeling to have a little piece of you right to do that so yeah i bet it is that's nice i mean it's a lovely it's a lovely metaphor of metaphor sim i don't know it's it's a lovely example of what you and i yeah i think you're right i think once you're a parent right you're always going to be a parent even when they've left the home I, and I, I imagine in some ways it's even more worrying because you're like are they okay are they working are they are they happy are they at least when they're in the house right. you have an element of control you can make yeah i know they're eating because i've fed them some food you know? <laughs> yeah you know what yeah exactly but the one thing i love too as a parent is when you get feedback 
about your kids from an outside source, whether that's a parent, a teacher, um, somebody in the community. Wow, you're a great kid. You're amazing. You're well thought. You're thoughtful. You're kind. You're gentle. Those are all the lessons you pour into your kids early on as a parent. And then to see that come out when they're away from home and other people noticing it, that's, for me, that's a big thing for me. I love when people recognize that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. And actually, the the things I want for my children to be, obviously I want them to have happy, successful lives, but I, I, I'd like them to be kind people. That would be really, that's important to me. And I think I would put that as a quality far beyond sort of financial success um because i think actually if, if if you're kind to people and you're positive and you've got a good work ethic I, I don't really think you can go far wrong um and actually those would probably be the things i would i'd rather hear someone go go your, your son's doing well he's, he's you know he's, i just saw him in a in a, a brand new bugatti, yeah. bugatti or something i, I wouldn't I wouldn't be that interested. Whereas if he said, "Oh, your son's helping out a soup kitchen," I'd be, I'd be, I'd be like, "Do you know what? Some some of the things I did along yeah. the way worked. He picked up yeah. some of the right stuff, and I'm that's good." Um, because yeah, I think it's 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 the stuff that you, I think there's a saying: people never remember what you did or said, but they always remember how you made them feel. And I think that's pretty much true. You think about you know people who've come and gone in your life you would they either made you feel good or they made you feel bad um and we have such a massive opportunity the minute you step out the the front door to either be you know the light of the end of the tunnel or part of the problem um the other thing too james is there's one thing to write a book for strangers to read or create a podcast for strangers to listen to who you may never meet it's another thing to address the audience inside your own home. So you have kids that are looking up to you, a partner that's looking to you as a, you know, as a spouse. That's a different audience. These people know you, right? And they're watching you and they're learning from yeah. you. They might not always pick up on every word, but they pick up on your actions and how you treat yourself as a, as a dad, as a man. Um, talk a little bit about what you the importance of demonstrating being a father and a good caring man within your home to your kids and to your partner. How important is that to you as this audience is watching? Yeah, it's vital. I mean, I think, I think it would be, I don't want to, I don't want to look back and regret any of the things. I don't want them to be teen because there'll be a time when my influence, I imagine the older they get, the the more my influence diminishes, you know, a 13 year old is not going to care as much about what I think, in my opinion, as a nine year old. It's just they, the older they get, the more they become their own people and the more they are going to also, they're going to be influenced by other people and they're going to look to other people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really important while I've got the, t- while I've got the time and I can, I can influence them in a positive way. It's really important. It's I do okay, that. So James, before we go again, who is this book going to benefit? Who should buy the book? Who should gift the book to somebody? Give us some direction about who the best reader is for this book. I think this book, I think there's something that this book has been read by, I think this book would be great for someone who's about to become a parent, whether that be um, a father or a mother. Um, I also think actually someone who's been through the process would 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 get something from this book because I think you might look back and remember 
I mean, me and my wife, as I was writing this, she 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 said, having read it, there was loads of stuff in there that she completely forgot about, and it was it was cathartic and it was amusing, and so I think, yeah, I, first time dad, it's for a first time dad, um, particularly someone who may be worried about how the impact it might negatively impact their mental health. Great, see, I love that. Okay, so James, where's the best place to find? the book then and also where's the best place to contact you um beyond the podcast that you have um dad mind matters where's the best place to reach out to you and have a conversation with you um they they can basically they can find the book on amazon um if you put first time dad into amazon it will come up um as first time dad by james mcdonald to contact me you can contact me via my email on which is my dad missions at gmail.com or if you put First, uh, if you put Dan uh, Mind um, Matters, it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You awesome. can contact me there. James, thank you so much for making time to be on the podcast and share about your book. It's exciting. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's great. And I, we have a new podcast to listen to, everyone. Go and check out Dad Mind Matters. I've been listening. I love it. Bite-sized pieces. They're not long episodes. You get in, you'll love it. And um, I know you're going to enjoy uh, being part of James's community. James, thank you so much for being part of the show. Really glad to have you here. You're welcome. Thanks, David. Okay, well, thank you for being here on Living the Next Chapter. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We enjoyed having you here on the podcast. Our authors are amazing. I hope you appreciate their time, their effort to make this possible. If you know an author, if you want to recommend an author, that's a good idea. Hey, if there's an author that you really would love to hear about or hear from, if you tell me, if you send me a message, you speak pipe on our website, livingthenextchapter.com, send me an email, go over to livingthenextchapter.com, send us a message. We will forward your message to that author and say, listen, you are being requested to be on Living the Next Chapter. Our audience can't wait to hear from you. You can help shape the show. Yeah, yeah, you. You could do that right now, actually. You got a minute, right? Okay, how about you do that? Livingthenextchapter.com. I'll see you over there. Recommend an author. Yeah. See you. Thanks.